0: Hello, it's been a crazy day. I am in excruciating pain, but one must persevere. I shouldn't say excruciating. It's starting to subside thanks to some medication. And this is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, where we come to escape, to learn, to love, to listen, to enjoy. And tomorrow is the birthday of Mr. Charlie Chaplin, Charles Spencer Chaplin, who changed the face of cinema forever. Started out as in the dance halls in uh, England became one of the the many premier film stars in in uh, all over the world i was just talking to the lnc tonight about mary pickford who was from canada was one of the many first movie stars there was no such thing at that time and what she did for the screen to create this image no one ever had ever seen before same with Charlie Chaplin Charlie Chaplin came to the US from England to make films he succeeded he achieved along with him and Douglas Fairbanks and Mary Pickford they started United Artists they wanted to make their own films these these this is before an independent they, they were bankrolling their own films and I yeah you can't forget Buster Keaton Buster Keaton such an icon we would not have this beautiful art form medium known as film without any of them they got this ball rolling and they all started out in vaudeville in fact Buster Keaton's real name was not Buster Keaton They his nickname was Buster last name was Keaton and he was part of the family act and then Charlie Chaplin Charlie Chaplin's whole family was on the stage Charlie Chaplin's brother said something very profound to him once here he was the biggest thing in the world and nobody knew what he looked like outside of the makeup he was able to walk and not be hounded like someone does now Because he created this character, the Little Tramp. But he also did it to draw attention to those... Cut off. But as I was saying, these are the early pioneers of, of film. The 20th century is all about film. That is the art form of the century and the continuing century from 1896 to now film is a language. It is whether it's through subtitles, the look and the feel of the film is universal. And as I continue on in this life, I am drawn to these beautiful films from all over the world that tell that universal story of finding yourself gravitating toward this art form. This so amazing. And so tomorrow I'm going to do a special show for Mr. Charlie Chaplin because of how much he... Brought humor and humanity to film at such an early point in its inception. And then began to direct his own films. That really is a moment to go from being um, a bit player in the early days of film. Kid at Auto Races was his debut in 1914. And then to be able to direct his own films The Gold Rush, The Circus, The Kid, Modern Times, The Great Dictator. The AFI, they did this really great thing years ago, and all these actors are saying Charlie Chaplin back then was able to parody Adolf Hitler. And at that time, people didn't think it was very funny. But those involved during the war, especially a lot of the British soldiers, would laugh until they cried about Hitler because of what Chaplin was able to do was to show this madman as nothing but a buffoon and poked fun at him. He took this art form known as film and made it his own and then was later ostracized and exiled from the United States. Didn't come back until the 19... 60s, 70s. And even then, he wasn't sure. And he came back and received an honorary Academy Award. The biggest standing ovation of anyone. Legendary. There's even a weird film out, I don't know where it is now, about how his grave was robbed. Grave robbers stole the body of Charlie Chaplin right after he died. That is... To be that that famous, to have someone steal your body. They didn't even do that to Michael Jackson, but they did that to Charlie Chaplin. And I'm not saying that's something to aspire to be, but to have someone who is that well-known, that regarded. And that's what we're going to talk about it. We would not have these great film stars and pioneers without charlie chaplin charlie chaplin got the ball rolling so did mary pickford so did buster keaton but it it is charlie chaplin whose whose life we we celebrate and we we unite for and I, I am I am looking forward to this episode. I I have never I don't think there's anyone now who will ever come close to Charlie Chaplin. There are comedians, there's Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen does something kind of similar to Chaplin in that he stirs people up. And that's what Chaplin did in the early days. He made people laugh, he made people cry, he made people think. In 1919, Chaplin co-founded the distribution company United Artists, which gave him complete control over his films. Charles Spencer Chaplin, born April 16, 1889, in Walworth, London, England, died December 25, 1977, in Switzerland. A long way from the dance halls. England and that's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about these icons these mavericks I even got to mention Miss Marie Dressler who started out in silent films Marie Dressler like Mary Pickford a Canadian there's a, a lot of these great stars who came from Canada and helped make film the medium that it is today. I want, I've always loved her. She was so great at Dinner at Eight and Tugboat Annie. I'm just going to give you a taste of Miss Marie Dressler. Her, her career declined in the 1920s, and Dressler was reduced to living on her savings while sharing an apartment with a friend. In 1927, she returned to films at age 59 and experienced a remarkable string of successes. For her performance in the comedy film Men and Bill, in 1930, Dressler won the Academy Award for Best Actress. But it was short-lived and she died of cancer in 1934. She was a remarkable comedian. She really was. She did it all. She was strong. She was tough. She was fierce. She had that look. She did not have that movie star look that people think is important. She was a comedian. She shared... A table with Greta Garbo and Tugboat. Or what is it was Tugboat. She was distinguished. She would wear those hats. But she was this comedian. Oh yeah and Anna Christie. That's where Garbo talked. She made the cover of Time Magazine. In August of 1933. For Dinner at 8. Dinner at 8 is such a great film. She plays this this character Carlotta Vance. And I mention her because the LNC is all about late night crew, but many of them are from Canada, including our fearless leader, George Strombolopoulos. And I've always talked about, you know, these these pioneers in the early days of films came from Canada, including Miss Marie Dressler, who was born in Coburg, Ontario, in 1868. And then also, you have Mr. Walter Houston, the father of John Houston. Without Walter, you don't have John Houston, who gave us the treasure of the Sierra Madre, the Maltese Falcon. Oh, the African Queen, the Misfits, the man who would be King Princey's honor. Here's Walter Houston. Born Walter Thomas Hoxton Houston in Toronto, Ontario. In 1883. Was an Academy Award winning actor. Came from a long... He is the patriarch of the four generations of the Houston acting family. Including his son, John. Grandchildren, Angelica Houston. Danny Houston. Allegra Houston. And great grandchild, Jack Houston. It's Canada even mr christopher plummer was a canadian and i and i wanted to say that that you know the early days of film were about people who came from all over the world charlie chaplin who came from england marie dressler who came from canada mary pickford who came from canada mary pickford talk about an icon and then all the great directors like Uh, F.W. Murnau who came from Germany or Austria I'm sorry (sighs) it it says a lot about this film medium this medium was created internationally Hollywood is made up of international history it was not just an American medium People came from all over the world to Hollywood and even still to make films, to create films. And that is the beauty of this medium. And it is so amazing. And I am in awe. And tomorrow we talk about Mr. Charlie Chaplin, who set forth the bar can still can't rise to the to the bar that he set. they try. He was making silent films even when the talkies took over and talkies are the sound films. He continued making silent films. It wasn't until 1940 when he made the great dictator that it was his first sound film. and then you look at as i mentioned earlier marie dressler who started out in silent films her resurgence happened right when sound was coming into the forefront and then greta garbo greta garbo was a silent actress she had that look the garbo and then started to do sound films like anna christie where it the tagline was Garbo Talks. And then in 1939, with Ernest Lubitsch, she did Nenochika, where Garbo laughs because she plays this, this character and, and laughs throughout the film. At first she doesn't, and then she learns to laugh. And that is how film was born. These early pioneers, these men and these women who created a medium, an art form that is still going strong a hundred and hundreds of years later, since 1896. And so we, we are still in awe and delighted by film. And for me, it's about the pioneers. I watched the the gold rush not too long ago on a really cold evening and it was so, it warmed me up and Charlie Chaplin just continue, he he, he trudges on as the little tramp in seek of that of uh, that new life, that's what it's all about with Charlie Chaplin, it's about this, being this adventurer this explorer of this new continent known as film and putting the flag there and saying, Eureka! I found it and let's share it with everybody. I mean, that's why they called it United Artists. You had Charlie Chaplin from England. You had Douglas Fairbanks from the United States. You had Mary Pickford from Canada who formed this film company because they believed in one another. And Their goal was to say to the big studios, look, we're in control now. We're going to make films that are going to stand the test of time hundreds of years from now. And it happened. That's why they're all so important. Mr. Alfred Hitchcock, who traveled to Germany in the early 20s to study film, that's where he met his wife, Alma Reville. Alma Reville. So film is an international medium. It's not just about the United States. Yes, everyone from all over the world comes to the United States to make films. But film itself was created as an international language. How something like the Seventh Seal can speak to me in California and it's from Sweden. Or how... The Gold Rush, which was made in California, hello, in parts of Nevada, can speak to people in Germany and speak to people in Poland and in in, in India and Japan, where they laugh until they cry, or even the Philippines, China, Australia, New Zealand, where these silent films are still loved and revered. Even Nosferatu, the original vampire film. You know what's funny about Nosferatu? Is that Bram Stoker's widow wanted that film destroyed. And that film was protected. People kept it in circulation for years. And then finally, when it was safe, it it became a hit all over again. Because there was a cult following to protect this film. From being destroyed, that is these are mavericks and pioneers of film, and that 's why I do this podcast, so tomorrow, hopefully I will be a lot better, feeling a lot better in order to give you give Charlie Chaplin the respect not he he always got the respect well, actually, I take you no know, he really didn't. Because I just mentioned it I'm so drugged I don't know I do but I'm tired Like I said the great dictator America kicked him out And they fucked up for doing that Because they didn't get what he was doing They didn't get it Now they kind of get it But Charlie Chaplin at one point Was a controversial person in Los Angeles I mean you think of the number of times He'd been Married all the kids that he had, his girlfriend, some some of them younger than he was, but and and that was the thing they tried to kick him out over everything when all he was doing was entertaining people from the beginning of his career in the dance halls to his first film, Kid at Auto Races in nineteen fourteen, to directing films to creating the score such a smile to winning that honorary Oscar in 1972 for his body of work that standing ovation no one has ever received that length of a standing ovation as he did America realized it needed to make it make uh, I wouldn't say amends, they needed to show Charlie Chaplin the love while he was alive and they did. Be, he died soon after in 1977. If Charlie Chaplin were alive today, he would he would be very shocked by our world and very saddened because he his lessons were that we think too much and we don't f- or we, we don't feel enough. And I think he would also get a kick out of the Iron Man. Well, he wasn't Iron Man yet. Robert Downey Jr. played him in a movie. You know, to this day, no one else has really played Charlie Chaplin like that and received an Academy Award nomination. Eddie Izzard played Charlie Chaplin in The Cat's Meow, directed by Peter Bikdanovich, which is about um, a very mysterious and infamous boat trip with William Randolph Hearst and Marion Davies the Cat's Meow was released 20 years ago dir- as I said directed by Peter Bogdanovich the late Edward Herman of Gilmore Girls is William Randolph Hearst and Marion Davies is played by Kirsten Dunst even one of the ladies from Absolutely Fabulous is in the film Eddie Izzard is Charlie Chaplin well It's been one hell of a trip tonight, even though I am very under the weather, as always, unpleasant dreams.